0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Real Window. Rewatching watching random movies from our childhood. I am
1: Polly. And I'm Lisa. And we're talking about a movie I picked this week. Yay! <laughs> I so, always want to default to Trivia zone but I'm like, it's yeah. not a Trivia It's
0: not Trivia zone. But um, it is an episode. It's a full-length it episode. Uh, we're talking about a movie this week that I picked. Uh, mm-hmm. Lisa's going to give you a brief synopsis momentarily. <laughs> but uh, if you... <laughs> we're trying to give a brief synopsis God. momentarily. Um, if you haven't uh, listened to the Trivia Sode, where we divulge what this movie is, you should stop right now. Thank you very much. Go back. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) listen to the trivia show from last week and then return yeah you're welcome return to this episode uh where we discuss our thoughts on uh the film which is back to the future pardue pardue lisa do you want to lay it on the
1: people? What, what Back to the Future
0: 2 is about? All
1: right. All right. So Back to the Future 2 takes place immediately after the events of Back to the Future, the first film. Uh, it stars, of course, Christopher Lloyd and, um, oh my God, I always want to call him Marty McFly. And I'm like, that's not his real name. <laughs> I tried to write his name down a couple of times to make notes. And I was like, his name's not Marty. <laughs> and then I was like, what's his name? Here? Michael J. Fox. God, Leah Thompson. And it's basically, um, so Marty and Duck, who I'm assuming you all know from Back to the Future. If not, you're on your own. But Marty and Doc Mm -hmm. have basically returned from their hijinks. Everything's back to normal. Marty's life is perfect. And suddenly Doc shows up in a flying DeLorean to take him into the future to the far distant time of 2015 Mm -hmm. to fix an issue with uh, Marty's future son in order to prevent their lives falling apart. They accidentally abscond with Jennifer, his girlfriend, at the same time. She happens to witness the events. But she is kept passed out for pretty much the whole event. So what is the even matter anyway and so going to 2015 however marty decides to buy a sports almanac in order to bet on uh games that occur between the 1950s and 2000 and therefore make some money on the side but it gets Caught by Doc. Doc tries to throw it away. Future Biff from 2015, the bully of the family, sees this almanac, overhears the conversation, steals the DeLorean while they're all distracted getting Jennifer out of her future house, and goes back in time to 1955 to give it to his younger self in order for his younger self to then oh my gosh, makes so much money. So when Marty and Doc get back to 1985, it is a hellscape of a world because Biff has become a multimillionaire several times over, basically owns the town, and has gone into a hellscape because he doesn't care about the police or anything. Uh, and Marty then has to find out when he got the sports almanac so that he and Doc can also go back into 1955 and try and get it from that if in order to prevent this horrible hellscape 1985 from going on, while avoiding Marty's self, who's still in 1955, trying to sort out his parents' love life, Doc's past self, who's trying to get Marty from that time back to 1985, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and not getting spotted by anyone in the hullabaloo. That's pretty much this movie. There are multiple Marty's, there's multiple Docs, there's multi- multiple Biffs. It is so all over the place in, ta- in terms of the space time continuum, but man, does it have a lot of fun with where it's going? It is
0: so cleverly written. Just mm. what you described is like, man, that is a complicated, convoluted mm. mm-hmm. situation that i did
1: not understand
0: <laughs> most yeah. of the time while yeah, watching that sounds this right movie. there's a
1: lot to take in and we were little we when were we little. first watched these movies when we first watched the back to the future trilogy we were quite young cuz the first one came out in 1985 and the last one the third one came out in 1990 so we were in like prime little kid cuz i was born in 85 uh, so this was just a movie series that was perpetually on in our household because of older siblings and parents and, you know, us watching it over the years. But we watched it as so a many result, times. The, I know as a kid, it's almost like the original Star Wars trilogy. We watched it sometimes out of order <laughs> and sometimes had favorite movies that weren't the first. One. So then like looking back, I'm like, no wonder I didn't understand this plot. For sure. For sure, I even
0: watching it. I thought this movie ended the way I realized only at the end. Really, the third one ends. Like I was like, uh. like I knew how it ended, but I I was like, they're talking about the Rolls Royce, and I was like, oh right, that happens at the end. And then as as it ended, I was like, that's the third one. So even in my head while watching it as an adult, because I was like, I know we need to get.
1: Here, but I really I know how we cannot remember. Yeah, it oh, this really is, this is going to be so interesting. to are talking about so let's just let's just dive right okay. into that. Also, fair warning to all of our listeners: we're going to be jumping around with timelines. It's probably going to be a bit confusing, but hey, that's how the movies roll. Just bear with us, accept <laughs> it. If you really need to know what the hell we're talking about, feel free to watch the whole trilogy and then come on back and tell us, and then you'll be able to know. That's true. All right. Okay. So, uh, for anyone who hasn't listened to our episodes before, or it's been a while, we always, when we're re-watching our movies, we have a list of questions that we pay attention to while we're watching our film. And the first one, the big one, is takeaways. What it's like re-watching our movies as adults, and whether there's anything we misremembered, misunderstood as children, now that we're re-watching it, anything that doesn't hold up, or favorite, favorite scenes, Pauline. Mm-hmm. I, well, I can't wait to hear what was it like rewatching it as an adult and remembering viewing it as a kid. Um, well, it was a lot. Like I mean, as with anything
0: that I think has a great amount of nostalgia, mm. most of it was coming back as I was watching. Like okay. as I was okay. watching it, I remembered. So obviously, I remember a lot about the future because the future just seemed so. oh my god 2015 looked really interesting i'm very disappointed we're (laughs) eight years past and we're not anywhere near where they thought we would be in 1985 we have let everyone down we
1: no longer have fax machines to the extent that they really thought we would so they thought that they'd continue
0: yeah there's definitely oh that's one of the things that i really do love though about movies set in the future and then when we're like in the quote-unquote future i'm like Wow, they really thought that would have taken off,
1: eh? Like, just like random things. It's it's funny what actually came to pass and what you're like, no, 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 not no we don't that use that. Not, no, it's not really. So, thin. I mean,
0: like, yeah. watching that is always entertaining and it's that's fun. fun it's yeah. super like how they thought like his son would watch tv and watch multiple channels oh, at the god, same time my and head
1: like, hurt why? just watching it i'm like oh. who would
0: do with the volume on all the channels simultaneously <laughs> no. i was like who's computing any of what they're watching so that oh. was like that was so interesting i mean obviously hoverboards like come on god who didn't want one we um, all
1: wanted a hoverboard. like board. actually <laughs>
0: um and then like and honestly all of it like the the no-tie shoes that, like, zip-tie <laughs> automatically and, like, the, the self-adjusting Power jackets. Power laces. Power <laughs> laces, right on. <laughs> and, like, all the kids
1: wear their pants inside out and you're like, sure. That had me laughing so hard. And I love that the way Doc kept talking was to go, all the kids in the future, where they like so the future? It wasn't the year. He just kept saying all the kids in the future, all the people in mm-hmm. the future, all the in the mm-hmm. future this. And I was like, I'm really loving that the future just generally 2050. does this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fashion trends. That's not a thing. It's um, a very yeah, interesting. The po- yeah. When he pulls his pockets out to make like, it look like he's got it awesome. inside out. Like it's everything so funny. about it was
0: very cool. Like so, I think as a yeah. kid, I just was like, I loved everything about the future. Mm. Um, and then like even like you know they're doing a jaws movie and it's (laughs) so then there's like this giant hologram of a jaws shark that starts coming out of the movie theater to bite marty and he's like "Ah," he's freaking out and he's like shark still looks fake and i remember as a kid (laughs) like that scene forever i remember being like that happens in the future for sure and i remember being like yeah um I remember when he's like, "Shark still looks fake." I was like, "He
1: was scared of it."
0: Like I remember <laughs> thinking, like he didn't think that. You're
1: like, "That's a lie." It's um,
0: it you? was scary, you liar. <laughs> uh, okay, so the the future. I mean, the, I have to say, I thought more of the movie took place in the future. It really like doesn't. I thought, no. I really thought more time was spent there, but they really get out of the future very quickly. Um, But what I. The
1: movie moves along pretty fast. It's gone. It's gone. I know why I liked
0: this one as a kid. Like, (laughs) as a kid, I was like, I'm in. So, even in the moments, so there are moments when Doc is trying to explain to Marty the delicacy of the space time continuum and the absolute devastating repercussions that could happen if jennifer Mm. were to see her older self and he talks about how the the universe will basically explode and like cease to exist or that might just be like honed in on our galaxy because he was like well that's the worst case scenario and even that whole that Mm. whole thing i was like um I don't need to know
1: what this is. Like (laughs) I,
0: but it worried me. Like I remember (laughs) after this movie, I did have some worry about like the space time continuum. I couldn't tell you like what specifically worried me, but I was like, this is fragile and everyone needs to be very careful with time. Like I don't. With their time machines. I really, yeah. Yeah. So that was a takeaway for sure from childhood oh. was like, watch out for disrupting the space time oh. continuum.
1: Uh, as a result of this movie and the movie The Terminator, I have a healthy fear. Of certain technologies, mm-hmm. like my brain is basically like no, we shouldn't mess with that. As we're um, going into AI, I'm like, did we all learn
0: nothing totally. from Arnold Schwarzenegger? I'm really freaking I out swear, here.
1: Every Arnold Schwarzenegger futuristic film has told me that this, this is, is a the bad end. Bad idea. This is not a good call. Co- anyway, so this, <laughs> is is moment, so this is the moment. This
0: is the moment that yeah. we need to not do the thing. Yeah, someone yeah. needs Skynet to go.
1: It's not something we want to have happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i get it because as a yeah. kid this it like it's funny how impressionable these like worst case scenario oh, yeah. futuristic films can have when you're a kid like your yeah. brain's like oh god this could happen this could happen we can't
0: let and, like, this I mean, sure. But also, if it did happen, like, we have no control over that. Like, I, like it's going to happen. And we won't know. We're and powerful. we won't know any different. So, okay. So, <laughs> that's the other thing about... Okay, one of the things I do have to say that I loved about this movie, and that yeah. I know Kid Pauline loved, hmm. is all of the references to the original movie. And I yes. feel like the best way to watch this movie in my opinion, is to have recently rewatched the first Back to the Future because there are so many inside jokes, turns of phrase, words, situations and scenarios, even how people stand and how they interact.
1: You're like, this is straight out of the first movie. And it is so awesome a lot of attention to detail to all like it's it's clever in the sense that it remembers because because when marty and doc end up going back to 1955 there's so much in jokes there but even leading up to it in the future in the horrible hellscape of 1985 yeah there's turn of phrases there and there's body language there and there's totally so yeah if you if it's been a while since the first one and you're not as familiar with it, you didn't watch it as often as our family did. <laughs> we watched it so much. Our family just always had a Back to the Future movie on, it seems like. It's one of them. True. Was playing it's so true. At some point during the week. Um, but if, you, if, you're, if you're fuzzy, it's true because you miss so much of where the humor lies in the second one because it is one of those movies that's like, this is for the fans and people who pay attention. And- totally
0: totally and so even in the future so for example so marty has to pretend to be his son Mm -hmm. who looks exactly like him he goes into the cafe 80s which is like an old retro diner which is
1: awesome it's so bad
0: (laughs) terrible like it's so you're like wow that's what we thought we would do huh so anyway so but he has an altercation with a, a guy named griff who is biff's grandson and how they fight how he knocks them over how he calls him mcfly when he's sitting at the bar all of that stuff is exactly what happens in the 50s so it's so
1: satisfying it is and it also doesn't go the way you think it would like because it's funny because it sets it up like the inter interaction in the 50s but there's enough of a difference yeah. that you're surprised by some of what happens. And Marty's surprised because you can yeah. always see his brain going like, oh, I've done this before. Okay, time totally. so to do it again. And oh no, it's not going quite the way I wanted it to. Exactly. Um. So it is. And there's subtle differences like Griff is different from oh god, this sounds Biff. ridiculous. From Biff, it sounds like a Dr. Seuss book. Sorry, yeah. Griff is different from Biff. Biff in 1950s is different from 2015 Griff. Anyway, um, so their behavior is similar enough, and it's the same actors, but it's also different enough that yeah. you know it's Griff and yeah. not Biff. Like Biff. that's actually there's some subtlety there with how they all play their characters and, and how really they talk and how yeah and, and their movements are yeah. similar but different or this is like um Griff has a few uh wires loose in his bionic chips that he's got implanted
0: which is awesome which doc just casually mentions <laughs> just
1: casually, casually mentions out so as a result his eyes are a bit stranger he's a little bit more unhinged. His, His voice are... sounds more mechanical. It's almost like, yeah, there's a way. bit of a robotic edge. And yeah. when he stands up, there's an interesting robotic sound that happens. Yeah. And when he makes certain movements, because he's clearly had those implants, so that's how they're letting you know. Anyway, so it's very interesting to rewatch. And you're right. If you've just recently watched the the first one, you're like, uh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. There's, there's fun to be had there. It's very what else? fun. What else? So, Dude, the hoverboard oh. chase scene, oh, God, obviously. Yeah. Yeah,
0: reminiscent of the skateboarding scene from the fifties, and it is awesome. Just everything about it—it's so clever. How different? Again, it's the same but different. So, like, mm. we don't need to go into too much detail about it because I feel like we will stay in the future for the entirety of this episode when we need mm. to get to the past. But that skate, that hoverboard chase scene mm. w- when the music is playing—I—I I was the music, man there's
1: something about music for alan silvestri does some great music guys it's
0: an it's just you've got great it's so satisfying it's Mm. just so satisfying so like so that scene is so clever Mm. old man biff is watching it happen (laughs) and is like there's something very familiar about this i gotta say old
1: man biff is a delight to watch (laughs) i wanted more old oh, man me. I would have been happy oh. if he just kept popping up perpetually <laughs> so, for the whole oh, movie because even when he's in the background yes. like when he's overhearing Marty and Doc talk about the sports almanac he is not subtle no he's this old man who's like half bent over with his cane but they're so caught up with what they're talking about they don't see him but he's in the background trying to skulk and he's, and he's not. not. Doing a good job. He's, he's not. like
0: hobbling out of Well, the- <laughs> he's got like a red shirt and plaid <laughs> pants, and he's got a
1: cane. Like, he's so distinct as a person. It's awesome. It's so he great. not. He's not sneaky, but yeah. he's no. being sneaky, and it's awesome. And it's Everything so about fun. Him is awesome.
0: I was thinking the whole time I was watching this movie, I was like, the actors must have
1: had so much the, fun. I think I think the actor who played Biff, and I wish I could remember his name because I do enjoy him. When he came to the Calgary Comic Expo, the way he talked about his character, this was honestly the best. His name is Tom him. Wilson, because I had just Thank looked you. him up. <laughs> because,
0: Thank you. Because I wanted to know his name. Tom Wilson. He's
1: awesome. And he and yeah, you can tell he's having the time of his life playing three different characters. Oh it's so and who wouldn't like he gets to be young biff old biff his grandson Griff. Griff. in the third one he gets to go back and be mad dog tannin. and i'm so oh, let's not get ahead of ourselves let's anyway. not get ahead of ourselves just yet it's true, it's true. okay when uh, yeah there's at the anyway. end of this movie which is what our vhs copy had they do a promo <laughs> it's almost like they did it because this movie ends on such a cliffhanger they're like don't worry there's we, another one, and we've already made it, and it's getting released literally in three months. Here totally, you know. don't worry, you're gonna be fine. Yeah, I remember that because I'd always get excited. It actually was probably my favorite part of the whole movie. It was oh my god, <laughs> was the, the promo preview? For the third one. Well, our family does love a good trailer, so I mean, uh, so I'm not gonna lie. When that promo came on, I was like, oh my god, the promo, the still promo's here. still, and on. then I was delighted because as soon yep. as that music kicked in, I'm like, now we need to watch the third. <laughs>
0: Oh, percent I was
1: like, well, now I have to watch the third
0: one. And I'm like, if Lisa doesn't pick it next week, I'm picking it in a month. Like I was just like, well,
1: <laughs> it's coming soon, guys. We're okay.
0: watching the third one. Okay. So okay.
1: Uh, aside from the future. So then when
0: they go back okay. So then when so okay, so they yeah. go back to the, the present, quote unquote, nineteen eighty five, and mm. it is the hell that is oh, hill God. valley at this point. I remember being very distressed as mm-hmm. a child. I was very distraught. I was so confused. I was like, when Marty comes back, so Doc drops Marty off at his home after dropping Jennifer off at her house. And Marty says like, I don't remember there being bars on the windows. And you're like, right, that's a red flag. There's like graffiti everywhere. There's trash cans everywhere. There's There's like wild dogs. There's wild dogs. There's a a car in... in, jennifer's driveway that's like dented and destroyed Mm -hmm. anyway and then he goes to his home and the there's a lock on the gate that he always goes in he's like what's going on and he jumps in through his window and this poor girl in her bed Mm -hmm. is sleeping in what was he thought his house and then she is terrified because someone just come through the window and then her dad shows up out of nowhere with a baseball bat and it's like marty is so that's upsetting for them. Okay, like side note, that's upsetting. And then Marty oh is like, yeah. "Whoa, what and he's is happening?" And he doesn't know happening? what's happening. So that's yeah. his house, and so then he tries to figure out what's going on. And like, the city is in shambles. And I honestly, as a kid, was like, "I don't like anything about this. No. I don't like where we are." I remember being no. scared. Like I remember mm-hmm.
1: watching it, being like. Oh well, that was so fun, and now it's not fun at all. <laughs> it's quite um, it's quite a shift from the futuristic world that's got very like wow Jetson vibe to uh, yeah. Um, so we're in Terminator but the future of terminator Mm -hmm. oh shit Mm -hmm. um i don't like it let's go no when do we go back to the future do we go back to the future now yeah so that was definitely
0: Mm. that that whole section when they're in 1985 in the alternative reality Mm -hmm. just like the biggest takeaway for pauline as a kid was like distress Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't like anything about how this is playing out i don't like how like everything that's happened so like doc has found out that like He's been committed. He Mm. found out that George McFly had been murdered. Like, and you're learning all this information as Marty finds out his mom is married to Biff. And he's like, what is happening? And no one's giving him answers because obviously Mm. they don't understand why he doesn't understand. And so I remember thinking like, what is happening? Mm. That's right, Marty. No one is giving you a straight answer. (laughs) What's going on? And so I just remember Mm. finding the whole thing. I just was like, the moment they're back in 1955, I was like, okay, great. I'm back. I'm back huh. in this movie. Put the nightmare's in... over. The yeah.
1: nightmare's over.
0: And so what about you? How do you feel about the 1985 alternative reality section?
1: So, so this Similarly... is what's really interesting. I'm going to, I have to add it in together because okay. the 2015, yeah. I liked the initial part of 2015. I didn't like the continuation of 2015. Okay. Little Lisa liked when they first got there and there's flying cars cool yeah Yeah, the fashion cool the Mm -hmm. self-drying jacket awesome obviously so cool genius lisa then got upset with the fact that marty's son turned out the way that he did yeah that's the fact that jennifer gets left in an alley Mm -hmm. and the police come Yeah. And she's by herself and she gets brought back to her house and she can't get out or know where anyone is. And I was distressed because no one seemed to care about Jennifer. Actually, that's true. That
0: is distressing. It
1: was very distressing as a kid because I liked her. And I was like, why is no one going back for it? Like, I felt they didn't do enough to help her. I was very upset. And then the fact that Marty as an old man is washed up. Like, honestly, the same problem was. With the first film, when we talked about it, when we yes. reviewed it, how I really struggled as a kid watching the start of the film because of how the family dynamics in his family was was uncomfortable and wasn't good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Same problem. I didn't like Marty, I liked, I liked him, I liked Jennifer. I didn't like that their future was there it was. Absolutely. That they weren't like that things weren't going well for either of them, that there had been an accident, but I didn't know what the accident was. Yeah. That like Marty couldn't play his guitar, that he got fired. Like all of that was that was actually quite distressing for me. So I think why this one wasn't my favorite is because after the initial joy of the future, it was it takes a lot before we get back to 1955. It so, takes a lot. So it actually is already too dark for little Lisa Mm. because family dynamics were really tricky for me as a kid. If they started to go in a bad way, I struggled a lot watching difficult family dynamics. And so you get difficult family dynamics. And then suddenly we're in 1985. Jennifer's left on the porch where there's bars in her windows and people. And I I was like, what? How are we? How are we leaving Jennifer here? Like, Doc's like, she'll be fine. I'm like, Ish. And I was like, as a kid, I was like, even if that was her house, you don't leave people on their porch. Like, I was upset anyways. I was like, you can't right. leave in Jennifer places. Um, and then it was more distressing because everyone's like, they're shooting guns. There's gangs. There's graffiti. There's cars that are on fire. Biff owns this crazy hotel and there's so many bikers around it. And I'm sure bikers are nice, but there's too many. Um, like, it was, it was really difficult. I actually only reinvested myself when um because i I, w- I would sit there and i'm like i don't like it i don't like that his mom is dressed the way that she is i don't mm-hmm. know she's married to biff i don't mm-hmm. like biff is abusive to her yeah he hits her that was yep. very upsetting yep she had um, she got fake boobs for him she and she hates them and, you, and, and she hates awful. Them. Like everything yeah. everything about it was really it just kept getting more and more upsetting and i was just like i don't like this yep. and i only checked back in, in when marty no, actually, it's when Marty goes to confront Biff. So, there's the scene where he ends oh, up with so Doc where they figure out what's happened. They look up old newspapers, and Lisa go- loves a good research scene. And Lisa loves that. <laughs> I did as a kid. I was like, oh, thank God, we're at Doc's place. <gasps> thank Doc goodness we had access to a library! <laughs> <laughs> thank God, the future's not completely wrecked. <laughs> well, except that the library is boarded up, so that's Oh, not God, great. it's so boarded up. Yeah. But anyways, they're there, and as soon as Doc started to do his chalk drawing of we're mm-hmm, here, mm-hmm. we just need to get here. I was like, solution is coming, solution is coming. And then totally. so Marty has to find out when Biff is given the sports almanac because they can't, Doc explains that they can't go back, they can't, they can't do anything from this timeline, because this timeline will stay the same. They have to go back to when the sports almanac gets given to Biff because only then can they prevent the timeline from happening. As a kid, I was like, kind of get it. All oh, that yeah. matters no, is we need the sports almanac. Yep. Sports almanac gets <laughs> Totally. I, I got that takeaway. So then Marty goes and confronts Biff. And then I was happy again because Marty was confronting him Marty mm-hmm. was taking action. Yeah, And I actually really liked the scene because I don't know why. There was something about that dynamic. They were on equal footing. There was a respect with how they talked to each other. A lot of information was coming that was useful. I was okay at that point. Yep. And then... Because also Marty, then you know Biff gets hit in the face with the Delorean door by Doc, and it was glorious. And uh, Marty jumps in the Delorean, and they have to go back to 1955. I don't believe it, and yeah. they go back to 1955. And that's when Little Lisa went. We can watch now. Agree. Attention. You're right. Attention that's a much movie. more specific answer, and yeah. I do agree. I'm the same. Yeah. That scene where he confronts Biff is very. Yes. I want satisfying. It's, it's wonderful.
0: <laughs> it's it's very satisfying because also mm-hmm. to your point, Marty has a way. Michael J. Fox. <laughs> Marty has a way of. <laughs> Of, so true. Like, so when it is he's marty when yeah. he when he hasn't a mission marty yes. is very determined like even in the yeah. future when he has to say no to griff and he like gets to stand up for his son yes. the body language alone you're like this is gonna be good like you're like totally marty as a kid i like
1: Marty knows what he's doing now. Yes, things are gonna be okay. So yes. when he walks in with a plan, as a kid, I was like, things are gonna shift because when he's first there at the hotel. He's scared. He doesn't know what's going on. He's you don't know what's going. You on. don't know what's going on. yeah. and and the fact that he's afraid just adds to it. And so with him walking in with purpose, you're like, oh, okay, yes. Things are going to change.
0: I do want to yes. add, I think the reason why the future didn't scare me the way it scared you mm. is because all of what you're describing about what was bad in the future was information I don't think I paid enough <laughs> attention to. <laughs> Like I, I think I got it. <laughs> Obviously, there's a scene where they send a fax and he gets fired, and he's like, he's fired. And I remember just being like, oh, he's fired. But I also do want to add because we watch this movie so much, and we've oh, totally. we've mentioned this, yeah. Like at what you said, even just about the original Star Wars movies, there were things that I knew would end up okay because yes. of how much we had seen the movies. So totally, true. totally true. everything about the future not working out well i i think i watched it enough times that i was able to be like this doesn't end up that last this This is not the real ends up okay yeah whereas the so that i think is why (laughs) i think it meant more to you because i think lisa paid more attention (laughs) i think pauline was like what a neat idea for pizza like
1: <laughs> rehydrated pizza genius awesome. I want that too. yeah
0: but I do agree the uh <laughs> the scene in the alternate reality of 1985 when Marty's on the roof and yes. has a gun pointed at him it's very like when he jumps off and you're like oh and then the DeLoreans is there, oh. like oh and the music is oh,
1: triumphant. It's oh, actually one of my favorite parts. I look forward to it too. every time because I'm like, it's okay. We're going to get through this hellscape. And so then funny. Biff and then Marty's going to get his DeLorean, and Doc's going to hit Biff with the DeLorean door. And yeah. it's going to be great. It's going to be so satisfying. He's going to be standing on the hood. He's going to crawl in
0: through the passenger side, which adult Pauline was like, that looks very dangerous. <laughs> Like, the whole
1: time I was watching it, I was like, that's a that seems scary. Um oh, but yeah, my God. that scene is wonderful. And then they're back in 1955. And and as soon and that, the 1955 was my favorite part of the whole it's movie. favorite part, it's, best part. It's the last 40 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And it's
0: awesome. It's awesome. Everything about it, because this is what's happening. <laughs> Old Man Biff has managed to pick the exact date, November 12th, 1955, where Marty got sent huh. back in the original movie to the present date, 1985. So Doc and Marty are now back in 1955 with other Doc, <laughs> Doc and, and Marty trying to get other Doc and Marty to sort out the lightning strike that's required to get Marty back to 1985. So these two now have that space-time continuum problem where they cannot run into themselves or his parents or young or old Biff. Marty just needs to follow young Biff, <laughs> get let old man Biff give him yes. the almanac. Let old man Biff leave knowing that he is successfully given the almanac so that he can return the DeLorean back to when they need it in 2015. Yes, and so
1: there's a lot of stakes in there the 50s, are, there are so many stakes in the 50s, and so much more humor. Oh, like it's the so thing funny. is, the humor is ratcheted up because of all these high stakes. There's this glorious moment where. Marty has like Doc's like I'm gonna stay with the time machine because we don't want anyone else stealing it and having the same problem again I'm gonna stay here I'm gonna fix a little thing that's going wrong with it you go into town but wear something inconspicuous oh my gosh awesome because Marty has chosen the most conspicuous clothing the most conspicuous something
0: inconspicuous, and then he shows up in a black leather jacket with a black fedora big sunglasses
1: his (laughs) walkie-talkie and you're just like you stick out like a sore thumb, like it's like, and and the way he's following Biff, he's not walking like a normal person, just casually walking. He's on He's skulking sidewalk. as well. He's like skulking and going around cars, cars and crouching, and you're just yeah. like, anyone who spots him should report him to the police. Oh, yeah,
0: he looks like he's a creeper for sure. Like you're like <laughs> that guy looks super sketchy,
1: and there, and that is where suspension just leaves us in because someone
0: would have noticed him. A hundred
1: percent way before the events, of the movie, but it's, but there are those humorous moments. And again, those in jokes of seeing multiples and knowing if you know the first movie well enough of, Oh, now they're at the end the sea dance. And Oh, Marty's on stage with the guitar, but Marty is also in a fedora hiding behind the punch table. Like there's a lot that's happening and it's very clever with where it intercepts with each other. Mm-hmm and where it doesn't so you kind of see other new scenes as well too what what do you remember most about the 1955 from when you were a kid
0: um well i definitely remember um his outfit as soon (laughs) as he rolls up in that outfit i was like that's uh, yes because i also remember jm laughing and being like that's so conspicuous and i was like right i don't know what conspicuous is but for sure great hat great hat like i really i love the
1: jacket yes joke was for
0: sure lost on me but i definitely remember it um yeah and that was kind of what you described those near misses are mm. i just all of them just in general i was those those were like the, mm. the meat of the 50s they were so good i remember like so like little things so biff has gotten his car old young biff has gotten his yes. car repaired from the incident that happened the week prior from the first movie where he hit a manure truck and he's arguing with the guy about how much it costs etc him and the other guy leave and head into the store marty hops in the back seat and puts the blanket over him and as soon as he put the blanket over him i was like he's gonna get hit with some cans and so sure (laughs) enough biff comes back still arguing with the guy who fixed his car and he's throwing these cans of oil for wax for his car into the back seat and they're just landing on Marty's gut. And he's like, oh, uh, the blanket. Anyway, great gig. I remember that very distinctly. All of I'm the listening. references to what happened in the first one, like, again, mm. talking about the manure, talking about the car. I was like, right, yes, obviously. So, like, young Pauline ate that up. Like, yes, every time too. there was yeah. something that I got, I was like, I remember that. And then we'd, like, move on. And I think because you and I just watched watched all of these movies so much i think we watched the second and the third one the most so like yes just knowing the references i was like this is gonna be great this is gonna be great that's gonna be great and so like same same then when biff like sees lorraine after she's just bought her dress i was like Mm. oh yeah this is where he's a jerk obviously because he's a jerk the whole time but i remember her dress i remember her with her friend i remember him Asking her to the dance, and she says no, and she wouldn't go out with him even if he had a million dollars, and runs away. And I was like, "Yeah, you tell him, Lorraine." Even anyway, though
1: in the future you tell not true. so you're <laughs> stuck.
0: Anyway, so all of that stuff. When they get to the enchantment of the sea dance, I think my favorite parts were when, um, so
1: he has to avoid Biff's goons. I love Biff's goons, guys. Are chasing Biff's him. Are they're awesome.
0: way funnier in this one than they were in the first one. Like, yeah, they have so more to do. They have they all, to do. Yeah. That's why I think, as kids, I think I, I liked this one more than the first mm-hmm. one. Because it's more playful in its nature. Because you mm. see these near misses. Like, there's one scene where Biff is now trying to fight, I guess I'll call him New Marty. Um <laughs> And Marty with the hat. If you Marty want. with the hat. <laughs> sure. Marty, conspicuous Marty. He's trying to fight <laughs> conspicuous Marty. And in, and in the background, there's a door that has a window in it. And you see other Marty just about to leave that door. And then he stops and turns around and has a conversation with George and yes. Lorraine. And so it's these moments that you think are, ju- oh no, he's just going to see him. And then he never sees him. And then yep. they're just going to pass each other. And then they don't pass each other. And so those moments i just like lived for Mm. um i want you to because you mentioned it in the after we recorded the trivia zone yeah yeah. the part about the goons chasing him (laughs) into the dance i feel like you should tell that it's one of
1: my absolute favorite gigs in this whole movie so they've been told his three goons one of them is billy zane a very young billy zane i look for him every time every time every time there's billy so the three of them Have been told by Biff they gotta find Kelvin Klein. So, Marty from (laughs) the first movie because he owes him uh, a knuckle sandwich for what he damaged to do his car, damaged to do his car and everything. And because he knows he's with Lorraine. So these three are on a mission, but they find conspicuous Marty. So they chase conspicuous Marty into the gym and are confused because they lose him in the crowd of all the, you know, teens dancing and everything else. And and he hides under Marty is hiding under the table. And so then they look to the stage and Calvin Klein, Marty is playing, the guitar on stage from the first film and one of them just goes how the hell he'd get on stage i don't know but he's got a lot coming to him how the hell did he change his clothes so fast <laughs> <laughs> and they just and they're so confused. What I love is they're confused, but it doesn't matter. No. They spotted him, so they're gonna go beat him up. But they well, have not wait till he's off stage. Off stage, they're off in the wings. It's so, so fun. They're waiting in the wings. And so then it's awesome because then Marty has still got his walkie-talkie, walkie-talkie's doc to be like, oh, he's like the they, the biff goons. They've like, they've hired, they've run into the gym, they chased me in the gym, and now they're gonna jump me. And Doc's response is, well, get out of there. And he's like, not me, me. me on Other me. me. <laughs> John On stage saying Johnny good. And so it's like this, it's hilarious because those conversations happen. So then he has to go and stop them because otherwise if they knock out Original Marty, he won't make it in time to go to the Delorean, and therefore they'll have a time-space continuum problem. So then he then has to stop them in the wings as they're waiting to beat up the other Marty, and this is just awesome. This whole build-up, their confusion, his way of having to like sneak in the theater and not get caught, not get seen, not stop himself, and again, it's a near miss. The Marty who comes off the stage just misses being jumped by the three goons or seeing his other selves, like it's again the timing is quite playful and quite fun Mm -hmm. so it's just it it really is quite enjoyable to watch it the other gag from the 1955 that I know as a kid would make me laugh so hard every time and it's the physical comedy so the principal who always calls everyone slackers right Mm -hmm. he's confiscated Biff's Sports almanac. Yes. yes. And he takes it to his office. So then, of course, Marty has seen this. Conspicuous Marty is following him, manages to sneak into the office. And it's this agonizing him trying to get the sports almanac multiple times without getting seen. So he ends up under the desk at one point and he's reaching his hand up to grab the magazine. And just as he's about to grab it, the principal who's looking out the window in his chair scooches his chair back and it goes right into Marty's hand and Marty can't make a sound so you just see him do this silent scream of- and he bites <laughs> his hat
0: like he's like,
1: and he like he's like
0: writhing because his hand is caught between the desk it and the chair so painful. and there's like pressure with the dying. chair on his hand and he's just like awesome. and as a kid it was the funniest thing in the world See, okay, so this is when Pauline got stressed. So that (laughs) section stressed me out so much because I was like... We don't have time for all of this. <laughs> like, everything that delayed it just would... I was like, okay, he's going oh, get it. He's like... <laughs> yeah, like, everything is delaying the necessary way we finish this. Like, I just... Oh, oh, man. So that whole part is, like, stressing me the F out. And then oh, when he finally gets the book, and it's actually not the Sports yes. Almanac. So it just has the cover on it, the dust cover, because that was there before we invented dust-repellent paper. Um, <laughs> According to the twenty. 15. um he opens it up and it's actually this like naughty girl magazine playboy. Uh, ooh, ooh, la, la, is what it's called um hidden in the sports almanac dust cover and so he realizes after he gets it like finally he got it there's a kid I was like oh thank goodness and then like he opens it up and you're like what no you're what? Like, no we right were so thing. close and then he's gonna go deal with like the fight that's happening, and you're like, oh man, this better work. And then it's like, then Biff stops him again, and I'm like, oh, can he please just get to the roof? And he doesn't get to the roof. So I remember, okay. So then, <sighs> so then there's a there's a car chase, and by yes. car chase I mean there is a hoverboard on a car. That as well as a DeLorean hovering somewhere nearby nearby and there's this like scene in the tunnel so Marty is trying to get into Biff's convertible mm-hmm. without him seeing him so he can steal the almanac back and they can get out of there and Biff sees him and he's running his car into the sides of the tunnel and and thinks that he gets rid of Marty and then Marty in a triumphant finale
1: oh my god when he's
0: almost squished against one side of the wall grabs onto the door flips his feet so the hoverboard is hovering against the wall cartwheels over the front of the car grabs the almanac which is now stuck on the windshield lands on the other side of the car because the music is playing and it's amazing you're like he got it he did it Biff turns around in his car and starts chasing him. And I'm like, can he please just get the <laughs> sports book? So then you think Biff is gonna arrive. Like, I was like, I'm gonna have a heart attack at the age of five. So anyway, so, I love how stressed you, I was, you poor little thing. Oh I was just like, oh my goodness, because like because the thing yeah. about this stress. What stressed Lisa out in the future is information Lisa heard and listened to. What stresses Pauline about in the past is all of the action that's uh, delaying the one thing I understand. He needs to get the sports almanac. Like, Pauline knows that's what matters. This is killing this, me, Small. Like, you're killing me, Small. So then, finally, at the end of the tunnel when he's just about to get hit by Biff. Doc has the DeLorean hovering overhead. He drops down one of the little banners that he's collected from where he parked the DeLorean and Marty grabs it and Doc hauls him up and Biff hits another manure truck and it's hilarious and they're like, the music is playing and everything is wonderful Mm -hmm.
1: until the end and then... Oh, and this is where Lisa got stressed out because Lisa loves Doc. Of course you do. So much. We established this when we reviewed the Back to the Future first film. Lisa, Lisa loves, loves a good a mentor, mentor and Lisa loves a kooky one and this is awesome so we've got a kooky mentor who's lovable and who's always right and Marty always screws up
0: <laughs> yeah and Marty does always this movie especially everything is Marty's fault As a in this kid
1: movie. I was always like just listen to Marty. <laughs> don't you understand he's your mentor <laughs> Why you, you always, mentor. <laughs> always listen to the mentor
0: always listen to the mentor
1: Anyway, but the DeLorean, they have to destroy the sports uh, sports almanac, but um, there's also the thunder lightning storm because that's of course what sends the other DeLorean back to the future. So Marty, you know, Calvin Klein version gets back where he's supposed to be. So he, um, so our conspicuous Marty is destroying the Almanac. Everything's looking good, but Doc's still in the DeLorean hovering and the lightning hits him almost exactly, it hits a tree nearby. And he's like, watch out, Doc. You don't want to get struck by light. And just as he's saying it, he gets struck by lightning and the DeLorean, and the DeLorean vanishes. And I yeah. was, I still Devastated. remember being so distraught. And even yeah. though I know the ending, even though I know where Doc is, that scene every time i'm like it's fine yeah
0: yeah i have to tell myself he's fine he's fine he's fine he's He's in the old west he's fine everything's fine fine. but i was even confused at the end because the end also confused like i didn't Mm -hmm. i i didn't get it and i think when i tried asking Like, what happened? Someone needs to tell me what they're saying right now. Because what happens (laughs) is this, everyone. A guy from Western Union shows up in the middle of the road, in the middle of the rain, and asks for Marty McFly. And Marty's like, that's me. And he's like, we have had this letter in our possession for the past 70 years. And he's like, someone had it here for this time on this day on this road fitting your description for 70 years if you could shed some light on it that'd be great and he reads the letter and it's from the dock and he's in the old west and just i i don't know mm. i i must have asked the wrong question oh, at the no. wrong age because it just i just was like i where is he and i think jm was like well he's in the old west and then that was kind of like the end of the answer. Yeah. So i are like, obviously, like,
1: he's a cowboy now.
0: The end. Yeah, but I was confused about how the letter got to him. Like, I, the yeah. idea,
1: like the idea that it's that a, letter had been in possession for seventy years. I was like, it's a how? difficult concept, right? Yeah. Like, it's a very difficult concept. For me as a kid, actually, you'll you'll, be, you'll appreciate this. I was a bit confused, I remember, at the end. Wonderful. Because Marty goes racing. So you see the yes. DeLorean triumphantly return like it does the the, the, the first of one. fire. And you know that Calvin Klein Marty has made it back to 1985 successfully. And Doc from 1955 is celebrating and cheering. And as a kid, I'm like, yay, there's still a Doc. And then Marty comes running up to him. He's like, you can't. Conspicuous, Marty. Conspicuous. Marty comes running up and he's like, what are you doing here? I just sent you to the future. And he's like, yeah, but I'm back. I'm back from the future. And then Doc faints. I don't know why, but I was confused as to which Doc that was. Me
0: too. No, I remember sitting there
1: being like, but Doc was in the DeLorean. Is this the same Doc who was in the DeLorean or is this the Doc? Like that, I don't know why my brain went, DeLorean Doc is in the Old West, okay. But I still wasn't, I don't think I fully grasped it. Yeah. Because the first couple of times I watched the movie, when Marty went racing up to that Doc, I suddenly, it was almost like I was in a different movie. My brain was like, where are they now?
0: Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) how I felt. Like I was like, what's happening? And again, I think I was like, where are they and jm is like he sent them back to the future and i'm like oh, okay and you're yeah like, yes yeah Someone that clears it is up back for sure in the future but and especially because are- I also feel like, and one person's in the past, and I feel like oh, the turn of phrase "back to the future" is just confusing when there are so many different timelines and
1: different futures. And you're like and d- which future? The where future? Yeah, the twenty fifteen future. The, yeah. 90, the, future? the exactly. other nine, Like, is it still nineteen fifty five? I don't know what's going on. Yeah, so that ending. I just remember as a kid being like, "Okay,
0: yeah." I just kind of accepted it, and luckily uh, for me, I think what saved me is the fact that. Back to the Future
1: Three came out literally the next year, and so totally. I was like, "Everything's. We'll just watch the third one." Well, and I will. And the fact that we watched the third one because of me as frequently as we did—it did. was really—it really did. was so yeah. funny because my kid brain went, "I'm not sure," and then the promo for the third one happened, and I was like, "Every question doesn't, <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter. Doesn't matter." Back to the Future 3, baby! All the way! Time to watch Back to
0: the Future 3. Like, it literally was you and me taking out that VHS tape without rewinding it, putting the other VHS tape in, and being like, no one rewinded it, and having to rewind Back to the Future 3 before we could watch it. That's probably exactly (laughs) what what happened. What jerks didn't rewind? Who didn't rewind this? 100% us, for sure. Literally every time we were like, oh, we have to rewind. Oh, it's going to take forever. It's going to take so long.
1: (laughs) Anyway, uh, um, so yeah that's back to the future too guys so too. this is how we felt about it i don't know if there's anything else no. to mention we pretty covered a, a fair <laughs> we bit covered we it we've day. already tackled like the first one and the third one a little bit so a little bit we're gonna dance a bit. around it's, it's yeah. hey in the true back to the future fashion we're gonna they dance to around jump around jump around <laughs> jump Jump around around. jump up (laughs) jump up and get down for sure that's what they do in back to the future
0: uh okay maybe
1: i feel like let's move on we tackled that uh, very well i think Excellent. Well done. Yes. Good. On. Yes. Pat, pat on the back for Pauline and Lisa. So let yes. us uh, shift gears then. Otherwise, this episode will be three hours long. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the other ones that we always, the questions that we have to ask ourselves when we're re-watching our movies. Pauline and I like to uh, see if a movie passes the Bechdel test. We do this because the Bechdel test, even though it's imperfect, is basically like a litmus test for paying attention to female characters, their roles, how many there are, what they get to do versus their male counterparts especially in older films and just sort of to pay attention to that disparity that often exists in in movies so Pauline Mm -hmm. could you remind everyone what the parameters of the Bechtel test are and Mm -hmm. whether this movie passes it
0: yes so three parameters are thus (laughs) (laughs) there have to be there have to be two named female characters two they have to talk Hmm. to each other and three, when they do so, it has to be about something other than a man or men. And this movie fails terribly. Um, yeah. Yeah, there are moments where Grandma Lorraine is talking to Marlene, I think her name is, which is I think so. Marty's yeah. daughter. But they're basically only talking about Grandpa or what happened Marty. to Marty in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer never interacts with her, Lorraine, or her daughter in the future.
1: I mean, the two
0: female cops interact with jennifer and with each other but i don't think they're named no they and never then, once
1: mentioned their officer names so we, we can only call them police officers and they, sort of. i don't
0: i mean even no. if they ha- had a name it would be like officer one so anyway so yeah, yeah yeah um that doesn't count and then in 50s they don't talk like lorraine barely even speaks so no she's got like
1: her friend right there but her friend doesn't they don't have a say anything well they're there.
0: interrupted no they're, they're interrupted. like
1: oh, you're gonna look so beautiful in your dress and she's like yeah and then biff comes up and wrecks everything so so you had the potential for even a bit but even then her friend's not named even if they had a full conversation so it's just it's close but it does yeah. revolve all the conversations revolve around men, men basically the closest we get is when jennifer of 1985 meets jennifer of 2015 where they briefly see each other and One say, of them says, I'm old! I, I'm you. young! And then they pass him. Yeah. I mean, is, it, is yeah. that a conversation? I don't think so. But anyway. uh, No, and in fact, I find it a bit insulting. But we'll get to that in a moment. Okay. Um, so yeah, fails the Bechdel test, unfortunately. So then we'll pivot to um, offensive. So Uh, When we rewatch our movies, especially because we're rewatching older films, we're aware that not everything has aged well in them. And we're paying attention to what might, you know, not have held up as best in these movies as we look at them through a present lens. Um, So sometimes a movie just hasn't aged well. There's some things that are slightly uncomfortable or, you know, kind of disappointing or just wouldn't be something we do nowadays. And then there's stuff that's straight up offensive, like homophobia, racism, sexism, all that stuff. Um, So, Pauline, where does this movie fall is there anything that didn't hold up anything that you know our listeners should pay attention to trigger warning anything that is offensive what you got
0: um, okay, so Biff's behavior in general is always oh.
1: offensive. Like, just the yes. takeaway
0: is the characters that um, that one actor plays is just, Tom Wilson does a great job of being a bully, uh, being mm. um, incredibly sexist, incredibly rude. Um, he physically is abusive to Lorraine, both in the 50s mm-hmm. and in the alternate reality of the 80s. Um, yep. He's not a good person. He looks up Lorraine's dress um, in the 50s and grabs her arms and he Mm -hmm. he has a physical altercation with um alternate reality 1985 Lorraine where he like shoves her to the ground after they're fighting and he he's verbally abusive to her and he calls her kids terrible names and he threatens her and it's awful so he's a terrible terrible awful person um so his behavior in general I think should be like heads up He's, it could be very you,
1: triggering for triggering if you anyone like him 100 anyone in that life yeah. if you
0: were bullied by anybody he's generally just absolutely awful mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's biff yeah um there's a weird line that happens in the future in mm-hmm. 2015 where so when when um marty gonna call
1: him i was like i had to be like okay
0: it's marty marty goes into the cafe 80s and there is the waiters that they have are computers oh they're these robots and michael jackson is one of them mm-hmm. yeah maybe that's a problem in and of itself but the because they're they're impersonating these 80s celebs and then the other they're basically one like they is, put of a
1: cgi TV yes, personalities. yeah
0: yeah so one of them is The Good Morning America guy from the eighties who it's it's Ronald
1: Reagan actually.
0: Oh, is it Ronald Reagan? Okay, so it's It's Ronald Ronald Reagan Reagan, and it's Khomeini,
1: the leader of Iran.
0: So did you look this up when you saw this? I did because it always
1: bothered me as a kid that I never knew who the other guy was.
0: Why Um, don't you tell it because it's a weird, it's it's weird, and I actually
1: think it's. It's in poor taste to have done. Yeah. So basically Ronald Reagan is the the first server who interacts with Marty and he's telling him about the specials. And that's kind of an odd thing anyways, to have a former president be the person telling the specials, but you know, it's set in America, whatever. And then his character gets interrupted by... A Khomeini, who um, he was the leader of Iran in the 80s, a terrible person in the sense that um, he so many reasons look him up, but he committed atrocities. He um, not a good guy. And he basically starts saying, no, you must have the hostage special. You must have the hostage special. And that's especially terrible when you know Khomeini because he approved of certain hostage takings that happened in the 80s and he also um yeah look look him up um so the fact that they have this as like almost a joke it's a joke for sure that it's he a- would come in and be like no have the hostage special and he's like no have this no have this no have this like why would i don't understand the choice yeah and it's and i and i think it's meant to be a joke that the 1980s cafe isn't done well so it's in poor taste that way but it didn't need to happen, it, no. they could have they could have made it poor taste and have like celebrities of like actors or musicians or something like stick with the Michael Jackson thread. Michael Jackson at the time was a very celebrated figure, makes perfect sense, um, and huge in the eighties, right? Mm-hmm, so of course mm-hmm. he would be featured in an eighties cafe. Why they felt the need to do the political aspect is beyond it's weird, me. And, it's, and it I hasn't don't held like up it. in multiple
0: no. ways because it, like, it's not even it's a weird reference that's almost obscure mm-hmm. no one now would even know it and so it not that you can predict that when you're making the movies but it's just this like it hasn't aged well for like multiple for reasons. many reasons yeah so yeah. it was just weird and then i was like i didn't look it up because i only just finished watching the movie <laughs> literally before lisa and i started recording but yeah. i had made a note of it because i was like I don't know what this is and I want to know what this is and why they put it in here. But I also am like, am I, are my subtitles wrong? Because I could never understand what was being said as a kid. No. And, but then the subtitles are what told me he's saying hostage special. And And the fact that he's fire in the background
1: and he's clearly someone who's middle Eastern. He is Iranian, right? Like that in itself, who thought that right away? I was like, this is really
0: bad it's like, real bad that so it's, is not it's odd good. for it
1: to exist at all for it to have been a decision made and it really has not held up present yeah. day no so even if you don't know who he is and fair enough it's not like it's a good rendering either like no. they're poor cgi's so which i didn't know that it was out. ronald Reagan. and, and again the only reason Reagan i know is because like. i'm like i need to know who these two are? Because it has bothered me since I was a kid, and I'm confused, and I don't like what the subtitles are saying. So I actually pause the movie, and I'm like, "We're googling." Oh, and then look I looked at it up And I was like, "Oh, oh that's no. a terrible joke." <laughs> I was
0: like, yeah. oh, this awful, is awful. Zemeckis, what the hell were yeah, you thinking Zemeckis when you wrote that joke? That like, come on. Um. Anyway. So, so it's yeah, it's fleeting. It is for a brief it moment. Brief. It's not even a minute. It's like thirty no, seconds. Seconds. Time. But it
1: is weird and stupid and terrible and not funny and, and pulls dated you and... out of your movie like you're like okay future and then you're like what the hell's happening and like, it's, it's just- why
0: would there be a ch cgi of this guy in the first place like in order yeah, for so like weird it's like you had to choose who became the waiters like it's not like, they're, it's not like they're just existing in artificial intelligence and someone just gets you know what i mean like i was like yeah, yeah. so someone it's chose to make that a waiter anyway it is weird so yeah that's strange. Strange and didn't hold up. And it's super, it does pull you right out of the movie. I um, don't like it. The women um, in the film are obviously not given much agency. Uh, but no. there's like, so when Jennifer has passed, has been put to sleep by Doc. Because she's asking too many questions. Which is which also is annoying. Which
1: also terrible. Because like, it's also like, like. He doesn't treat her like a normal person. Like he talks to Marty all the time as an equal. And as yeah. soon as she starts asking questions, he's like, this is too much. I'm just going to knock her out. Yeah, problems. she doesn't no. need to know. Like she doesn't. She can't so, handle this. Yeah, and then leaves her in an alley, and then
0: yeah. like that, and it's like she'll be fine, and it's like, will she be fine? You're leaving her in an
1: alley, and then of and course the fact the that Marty isn't her. more concerned that Marty's yeah. like, oh, okay, you're the, and his response is always, you're the doc, doc. Like when they leave her on her porch, it's you're the I doc, mean, doc, and I'm like, to be fair, putting- Lisa.
0: You do always say, why are you not listening to to your mentor? Well, Lisa, you don't get that opportunity to discern between good or bad information coming from the mentor. Fine. Fine. So he (laughs) listens to the dog. I will. In fact, I will. Um... so i get why they have to do it for the movie in terms of like there's already a lot of info yeah there's a lot of information that has to go up they don't have time to get jennifer up to speed there's no way it's almost like they just shouldn't have had her but then they had to have her because then she had to run into her future self to cause a whole problem so i get it it's just it's, it's just, shitty she's a
1: she's not a person she's a mcguffin she's she's Ooh, just look yeah. at you Ooh, yes she's a she's in. a pawn in she's, the game she could be an object yeah, have one hundred much value in the film as as einstein the dog like, as honestly. the
0: sports almanac <laughs> yes is actually right yeah so okay yeah, so, so so anyway and the yeah. fact that like she runs into her older self and then they faint i mean i don't uh. again doc has said like the shock would do it and you never see the other the unknowing people running into each other like <clears throat> marty no. in conspicuous marty never runs into calvin klein marty and confuses and then calvin klein marty is like whoa what's happening but even if he did have that reaction he what understands that he's yeah he's not fainting but he's not fainting because he has he's in the past he understands the situation if he saw himself he would not be fainting presumably because he knows like do mm. you know what i mean so there's this element of i get the logic of she'd have shock and pass out. And then we never see anyone else passing out or that opportunity arising for the men in the circumstances. No. So it just becomes
1: very gendered as a result of she's a girl who hasn't been able to handle it. So she just passes out.
0: And the thing that gets said is like, I'm old and I'm young is a weird thing. But like, again, but then like Jennifer knows she's in the future at this point. So then when she sees herself and she's old and she's shocked, it's like, well, you know that you'd be older.
1: Yeah, you already know you're in the house. You've seen old Marty. Like you've seen children. Like you've seen like I feel like at this she wouldn't her maybe her future self would would pass out. Would be like, What? Yeah. Well, time to get out of the house. Like I feel like she's already on her
0: way out. And again, she needed to pass out because they needed to leave her on the porch kind of a thing and not explain. But they didn't want to keep her around for the whole film. That would require so, too much effort. So to it's do. annoying. It's just annoying mm-hmm. how the women have gotten kind of written out of the, the story when there was ample opportunity to include them. Um, I just don't know how.
1: I, no, but there's a way to do it. they are not screenwriters. I, they not could screen have done an equal play with that one. <laughs> oh um, the other line too. It's actually a doc line. I was like, no, the great mystery not. of the universe. Yes, because mm, he's talking about how I wrote that how, one down. I was so annoyed. Um, so he's talking about how like he needs to get rid of the the time machine. Like the reason why he built the time machine was for discover all these great mysteries, but it's gone awry, and so he's decided he needs to destroy the time machine, and that way then he can get focus on. The The next greatest, the other great mystery of the universe. Women and it's meant entirely as a joke it's a joke and it's so insulting
0: and it's such a dated joke again it's, it's such like, a dated joke it's a joke that i'm like sure in 1989 this was probably a funny joke but this is not a funny joke it's not a funny idea it's not no. funny like you know what you know why women are
1: mysterious you aren't talking to them well you don't no, not even that. <laughs> they're not even listening that's no. the
0: thing they start a conversation then they get distracted by something and they don't listen it's like well i will tell you exactly why i'm upset you just have to <laughs> you just have have to sit tight for a second and have an uncomfortable conversation with me totally
1: and treat me as an equal yeah totally <laughs>
0: know what i want pockets pockets <laughs> bigger what i'd like to tell bigger. the fashion industry pockets yes oh, anyway. man. so um so that's what, oh, and then i do feel like we do need to address the we addressed it in the first one mm-hmm. but the johnny b good scene yeah, is important it's to address. Back. It's back. Again. And we just want it's just very important to acknowledge that this movie does touch on it's a it was a great scene in the original Back to the Future that everyone loves so much. It's when Marty McFly plays Johnny Be Good on the stage. And it's <laughs> problematic because a white man is playing a black person's song and it's as if the black community couldn't come up with their own songs or rock and roll or the best God. songs written. And you're like white man did not do that <laughs> no. and that this was was not his that was yeah. literally never us elvis came around later so did buddy holly but you're just kind of like no 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 that that's not our that's not our Rose. forte that's not our forte everyone so <laughs> i just just the acknowledgement
1: that that is a reality 100 100 yeah um, that happens that happens on the stage again and we touch more about that again. in the first one but yeah.
0: it's it's important to bring up um agreed uh, that's what i got that's
1: i got you. the only other thing is the only other black family we see is the one that's in marty's house and i just it's one of those things where i'm like we finally get multiculturalism and they're living in an impoverished neighborhood and are put mm. upon and i was like yeah that's true that's not, a very not necessarily point. would be wrong <laughs> no to be honest and his line about how welcome we're to america our house damn it you yep. can't push us around i'm like damn it that's probably accurate that's 100 true yeah and uh, just just watching it just makes you feel a little bit ill because of the fact that you're like yeah probably would happen
0: yeah it yeah. really would mm-hmm. yeah okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: anyway social yeah. comedy aside uh yeah i think that's everything i had as well too so okay. let's pivot again to the one where we basically wrap up eight questions into one question Please. yeah let's do it now that you have rewatched back to the future part uh did it hold up uh, to how you remembered it being is it one you're going to rewatch again would you recommend it to anyone and if so who would you recommend it to and how would you rate this movie out of 10 mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so i
0: think obviously i enjoyed it i feel like that is apparent given our conversation um I really had fun watching it. I had fun rewatching it. It held up to my expectations of what I wanted it to be. The future is still awesome. (laughs) <laughs> um, and then but then obviously the information you learn about marty's life and how that's not great is obviously not good um but the uh, alternative reality in 1985 is also terrifying and the shenanigans in 1955 are as fun as i remember so overall <laughs> it's exactly what child pauline expected out of this movie um i just got more of the jokes and i just uh was able to get you know all of the plot points and the confusing <laughs> space time continuum stuff. So that's like refreshing. Um, yeah. So I I would watch it again because I I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, I think, more than I enjoyed the first one because um, I did find the first one to be mm. more problematic than this one was um, personally. Mm. Uh, and then I would recommend it to others, particularly if you, I would have to say, against me for the third one, and I won't lie, I'm a little nervous about uh, some of the scenes in the third one when we do end up doing it. But um, (laughs) the first one and the second one in this trilogy so far have held up very well in terms of an 80s movie classic they're Mm. not perfect they are imperfect for sure as we said in this one the joke can be dated there is some very casual sexism which i find to be some of the most problematic sexism in 80s movies because it just Mm. seems so so ordinary and casual in its presence that you it's insidious in a way Mm -hmm. so that is definitely something that i just kind of there's a thread that i am always mindful of now having said that I generally have that thread in every 80s movie where I'm like, I just need to know in most (laughs) 80s movies, I'm going to be annoyed at how the women get treated. And that's kind of the reality. So Mm -hmm. that does happen in this one, but it's not as overt as I found it in the in the first one. Obviously, the first one has a very problematic attempted rape scene. That's terrible Um, and very casually let go of. But this movie doesn't have that, which is nice. (laughs) Yay! so anyway i the music is great the scenes that i wanted to love were as memorable and as lovable as i wanted them to be the interactions with the characters and how much fun everyone seems to be having like it's really enjoyable to watch i really had a good time so if you are someone who watched this movie in the past i think and you liked it i actually think you'll go back into it just knowing you have that different lens it won't be exactly what you thought it was but this is pretty darn close to what you think this movie is i think in my opinion (laughs) um anyone who hasn't seen the back to the future movies i mean if you are gonna watch this one which i know lisa and i have mentioned there's some problematic components of it they aren't they aren't through the entire movie to the point that it distracts you from the action and the plot of what's happening. So if you can kind of like move through those uncomfortable conversations and awkward moments and the annoying sexism, you will find the movie pretty enjoyable. Mm. Um, but you have to see the first one first. It's true. And so you have to like, there's movie, no way to watch this movie. It just, it. it just will not make sense. It won't be funny. You won't get the references. It's going to be more confusing. I can't even imagine watching this movie if you hadn't seen the first one. So if you mm. haven't seen these, you got to watch the first one to watch this one. Uh, whether you want to watch both those movies is up to you. Out of 10, I think this one gets an eight. For me it gets nice. an eight the only reason it doesn't get higher is because of the things that we already mentioned that are annoying but overall the action and the fun and the adventure and the lead up to the third one I have to say it's a really good sequel it's a good um it's a good middle movie in a trilogy mm-hmm. it's it's it does a good job of bookending what happened and what's to come and so I really that was fun for me to watch totally okay Lisa what do you think
1: uh, so, I mean, it, it did hold up to what I remembered um, in the sense that I remembered liking it at the most part, not liking it much in the middle, and then loving it at the end. Mm-hmm. So I find this one an odd one because I really, am, it's, I have so much nostalgia for the Back to the Future trilogy. Like, it is, it is rampant. And I think the fact that it's nostalgic for the whole family really mm. adds the nostalgia. Like, it's almost like, well, my older siblings love it and my my parents love it and and I lo- like everyone has to love it so it's one of those ones that's really coated with nostalgia so re-watching even just hearing the music hearing that chime that starts the movie's mm. always the ding-ding. yeah you hear it and your brain's like ah oh, we're in for a good time but in reality I I like it but I don't love this movie if I'm being mm. perfectly honest because I'm attached to it at the end I'm not attached to it at the start the the future's fun to watch in the sense that you're like yeah, I love how everyone's dressing. And I love that there are still fax machines. And I love that there's hoverboards. I love that there's flying cars. And it's it's just fun to see that sort of Jetson approach to what 2015 could have been, according to 1985. Like, that, that is enjoyable. Um, and I do think the performances, especially of Tom Wilson, are quite good. They're quite excellent. Everyone's having a lot of fun. And yet for this, like, it, and so it held up in that regard. It is exactly what I remember it being as a kid. Awesome uh awesome for that in terms of what i watched again i will watch it again i will watch this whole trilogy again i know i will i know there will come a point where i'm like oh, i could really go for some back to the future will i watch it in order i don't know i would watch it with siblings with friends absolutely it is still a classic to me i do consider it flawed though i um i find there's a lot of heavy exposition especially in the future when Marty's dad is telling her like when Lorraine's telling her granddaughter everything that happened to Marty and if he just didn't do this and if he like there is some less elegantly scripted parts of the film in the Mm -hmm. sense that it's like huge info dumps so that you can understand what's happening. And I get it. I get that there's necessity in it. It's just not as elegantly done as some of the others are. Like some of the stuff they insert is very clever in how it's inserted. And other times they're like, we can't do anything else. Someone just do exposition for the next five minutes. <clears throat> and that's, that's okay. And I, I, am, I genuinely am upset with how Jennifer's treated. I didn't like it as a kid. I don't like it as an adult. I don't like that she's not a person. And I don't like that she gets left like trash in an alley. It it really upsets me. So that takes it down a couple pegs for me um, and upset me a lot as a a kid. And it still upsets me as an adult. In terms Mm. of who I would um, recommend it to. If you love the trilogy, you love the trilogy. You already know this. You know this is a nostalgic movie for you. You watched it growing up. You will probably still love it. You're aware there are flaws. It's still worth watching. Absolutely. Doc is awesome. Marty's awesome. These characters, there's a lot of cleverness here. Um, A lot of elements that are quite unique. This movie was super influential. Absolutely. If you've never seen Back to the Future, I honestly don't know. I don't know Mm. what Mm. you would think of these movies. I don't know if you would still find them as clever as all of the previous generations have. I -hmm. would actually be really curious to watch it with like our nieces or our nephews who have never seen it before and have no ties to these movies and just see what they think. I I think there's still a lot to enjoy. There's a lot of action. There's a lot of humor. I just would be genuinely curious if they would love it as much. I I don't know, but I think provided you know what you're in for, provided you know that these are imperfect, but still clever, then go for it. If you know that there's going to be some uncomfortable scenes, there's going to be some misogyny, there is that attempted rape, there is the physical assault of Lorraine um, by Biff, which is very uncomfortable. Like if you're, aware of those and prepared for them and want to watch it then absolutely give it a try um and if you like futuristic films i kind of feel like if you like sci-fi you've kind of already seen these ones i mean if you like sci-fi classic. i don't know how you haven't seen i don't know how you future. haven't to be honest and and so i'd say though but if you've always been curious if you've heard of them go for it give it a try just know going in that you know 80s 90s it's there's gonna be some stuff in there as there would with any old movies when you're re-watching <sighs> um in terms of how i would rate it out Mm. this is hard because i really love the 1950s part i find it so fun so clever i do find a lot of joy with how the 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 future is done and a lot of that sort of enjoyment from the actors but it's not my favorite i think i give it a seven Oh, that's higher than I thought. I was I debating between a game. six and a seven. Mm-hmm. But I think just because there's too much nostalgia. 6.5, and, Lisa, 6.5. Six five, but I think there's so much nostalgia. And I do love Doc and Marty so much. And I love Biff. God, Tom I old. love Biff. He's so fun to Like, watch. love and hate him. Like, we hate I, him. But. I was laughing out loud in the future scene where he's comes and he's like, Gramps! And <laughs> <laughs> the way he talks. Him. And I laughed out loud when old Biff was like, Hello, hello, McFly. When he hits Marty with his cane, his, like with his cane. I just I laughed out loud and he's like, and he's like, Are you two related?
0: <laughs> yeah. And he's like, like, What you think Griff just called me grandpa for his health? <laughs> I'm
1: laughing now. It's genuinely funny. So I think that's why it gets a seven out of ten, even though it's, it does have some issues that are hard for me. The parts that work. Works so well. Mm. So this is a weird mixed bag kind of movie that I still have a lot of love for, even though it's imperfect. So that's why it gets a seven out of ten. Okay, okay, all right. All right. I'll take There's that. There's nostalgia. Nostalgia has coated it. Okay. <sighs> <sighs> that, that powerful drug. <laughs>
0: <laughs> drug of
1: nostalgia. <laughs> a drug of nostalgia. <sighs> all right. Now okay. we've gotten all of that out of our system. We're gonna have to rein ourselves in. But some quotes, Pauline. Uh, what are yes. some quotes that you have? i have
0: already done one of my favorites. What's one of yours? Yeah, we've done a few. We've done a few. few. So, I mean, there's one that I love that Doc says, I mean, who doesn't love a good lawyer joke except for lawyers, (laughs) obviously. But there's one where he talks about how within two hours his son was tried and convicted of attempted robbery and sentenced to 15 years in the state penitentiary. And Marty's like, within two hours? And Doc says, the justice system works swiftly in the future now that they've abolished all lawyers. (laughs) The other, the running (laughs) gag I do have to say about the future that I did appreciate is how absolutely expensive everything is. Like Doc says to Marty, go to the cafe 80s. Buy a Pepsi. Here's a fifty, and they're like, "What?" <laughs> and then like the cab ride is like 175. dollars yes. Like, so everything is so expensive, so and that was a running gag that I really did appreciate because it certainly feels like inflation is uh, more it, relatable. I was so about that to now. say it. It feels very accurate. <laughs>
1: unfortunately,
0: unfortunately, it feels a little too accurate. It's a little
1: too accurate at yeah. times. Yeah. Okay. What's sure. what's one of yours? One of my favorites, just in terms of how it's exchanged mm. is after marty has gotten the information from biff about where he got the almanac and he gets the delorean and 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 mm. um doc has smacked biff and marty just goes nice shot doc and then he huffs into the car and he goes you're not going to believe this but we got to go back to 1955 and doc's response is i don't believe it <laughs> And then they go back to 1955. It's and
0: great just, though, and with like, how the music plays, oh, <laughs> and he's so enthusiastic. Like he's, it's so enthusiastic that I love that line so much because I yes. don't actually know if Doc is doing it like. Jokingly, over the top. Totally, or if he's like, he's, do you know what I mean? Because he's just so over
1: the top, anyways. So yeah. either is a possibility. He's but he's like, I, I, I don't believe it. it. And it plays with the music so well because yes. there's
0: hope. The music is playing at the point where you're like, they've got the solution. Like you said, <laughs> things are good. Here we go. And so when they say it, you're like, yeah, I let's do that this. Better. Back to the future. And then in yep. that same moment one of the, the next line that I have because it gets mm. so Doc is talking about like what they need to do what the plan yes. is how they're going to yep. go back they're in the car and they're on their way back to 1955 just after Marty has jumped off the roof and onto the hood and has crawled in and has said that we don't believe mm. it so <laughs> all that's happening. And Doc is like working out the plan. And he's like, we got to go back to 1955. And Marty's like, right now, what about Jennifer and Einstein? He's like, don't worry. They'll be fine. Cause once we succeed, everything about this timeline will be gone and they'll be back into the safetyness of the world. And there's a pause and Marty gets kind of quiet. And he says, doc, what if we don't succeed? And it just pans to doc staring out the windshield at the camera. And he says, we must succeed <laughs> and it's just such a good line how he delivers it and you're like yes i love it they you're like, must there's no other they option. have to do this like this has to happen i just remember as a kid being like they're gonna do it I was just like, Aha. <laughs> uh,
1: okay what's your next one <laughs> I actually like this exchange between uh, Biff and the principal. So when Marty's just about to grab the sports almanac from the back par- pocket of Biff, because Biff is like just sort of hanging leaning around, against a railing, leaning which is against a railing, me out, but go on. Yeah, you're stressed out. And he's almost gets it. But then the principal approaches him and he talks to me. He's like, is that liquor on your breath that I <laughs> smell tannin? And he's like, liquor? No, sir. I wouldn't even know what liquor smells like, you know, since I'm too young to drink. <laughs> So stupid. <laughs> it's So stupid. But I love Biff pretending to be innocent because he's not yeah. good at it. but no. it's awesome. It's awesome to see him shift and just be like, "Oh no, sir. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't even know what liquor smells like." Since I'm too young, I'm too young to drink it. <laughs> like he says it to him
0: as if, like, in case you weren't aware, <laughs> in case I can't you weren't drink. Aware, I'm a minor. I can't drink. Liquor. I'm not yet of the age of eighteen. <laughs> oh, 21 in the States, 21 in the States. 21 in the States, anyway. for some reason. Okay. Um, I mean, I have one that I think was in the first one, but it's such oh, yeah. a good line. So, Conspicuous Marty yes. is slinking his way by the car where Calvin Klein, Marty, and Lorraine are sitting, and Lorraine is smoking and drinking in the car. And Marty, the original, is confused by this behavior. And you just hear her say, you sound like my mother. And she's like, when I have kids, I'm going to let them do anything they want, anything at all. And then Marty says... I'd like to have that in writing and conspicuous <laughs> marty crawling beside the car said yeah me too and then <laughs> keeps going and i think it is like doubly funny because of the layers of humor from what you know from the original and, you and know this that, one
1: like conspicuous marty has forgot about that exchange entirely and of course he's close by overhearing it again and goes yeah yeah i still want that in writing yeah yes, yeah I would, I would also do. like i, that would, I would also like now that i remember i want that in writing yeah that one is great there is it's a long one but i just love this there's a lot of doc lines that I love, but because of how he talks, yeah. they're like several paragraphs long, but they I'm going to do one just okay. because it makes me so happy. And it's unbelievable that old Biff could have chosen that particular date. It could mean that that point in time inherently contains some sort of cosmic significance, almost as if it were the temporal junction point for the entire space-time continuum. On the other hand, it could ge- could just be an amazing cosmic coincidence.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's so good. <laughs>
0: I love it. Because even I when he,
1: it. he says it at
0: the beginning, too, in the future, when he's talking to Marty about the potential for the entire <laughs> yes. universe falling apart, and he's like, obviously, that's a worst-case scenario. It could just be contained to our galaxy. And Marty's like, that's a relief.
1: That, that exchange is awesome, because he talks about how he foresees two possibilities, that um that jennifer will see her future self and just pass out or and then it's like this over the top expansion of the universe dying like you're like okay all right that escalated (laughs) quickly oh yes worst case scenario so there's Uh, only one other line that i
0: have and we said it sometimes but it's one of those ones that i think annoyed our other siblings so (laughs) so it's this so Conspicuous Marty has now come upon a biff that has been passed uh, punched out in the 50s by George McFly. <laughs> yes, steals yeah steals the Almanac. but he says, make make way, don't worry, move out of the way. I know CPR. I know CPR. he's pretending to help, but he's trying to steal the Almanac. And the guy next to him is like, what's cpr <laughs> and dad had to explain to us that cpr wasn't a thing in the 50s and i was like oh wow that joke went right over my head Probably. but that same guy yes. then basically marty punches biff in the face when he starts waking up grabs the al- almanac and flees and the other guy is like did you just take his wallet and then and then he took his wallet and then next up Biff gets up and wants to f- find out where Marty went mm-hmm. and punch him. And he's like, as he's running away, he's like, "I think he took your wallet." And then it pans. He turns over his shoulder to the camera and he says, "I think he took his wallet." Yes. He says it four times, and I was like, he "Man, that's a
1: so
0: that's a sweet line that that one guy got to say over and over again." And I, I just, hope he
1: got paid for that. You know how some actors get paid for the lines that are said, yes. like when they I really hope he did. He got paid for all four, as opposed to just the same line said four, four.
0: times. We yeah.
1: said that a lot. There was
0: something about we how he said, I think he took his wallet. I think he took his wallet. Yeah. That, and because he said it four times, But yeah. our family just thought it was so funny. But so I think it would annoy so everybody.
1: Yeah. That it kept popping up. Like, why is this the continuous joke, right? Like, yeah. of all the continuous jokes, it's the, I think he took your wallet. I think he took his wallet. I think he took like, his wallet. <laughs> <laughs> and then he ran away and he's like, he took your wallet. Like, did oh, you just man. take his wallet? Anyway. Yeah. I think that's so. a good one to end on. Let's all right, there you on. go. I think he took his wallet. <laughs> brilliant It's just as random now as it was in the movie it's true oh uh, well thank you everyone for listening to us discuss back to the future 2 in incredible detail i hope you enjoyed the ride pauline nice pick thank excellent. you love thank it you. it was well mm-hmm. worth the journey and the discussion, it was and i appreciate it um and it'll be my turn to pick the movie next week will i pick back to the future 3 or will i pick something else <laughs> pull up pauline
0: and sister two! act who can say <laughs>
1: We'll find out. (laughs) So many possibilities. Uh, Anyway, in the meantime, while you wait for that mystery to be revealed, uh, feel free to like and subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to us on. Give us a sweet little review and rating if you haven't already. Let people know you find us quite witty and charming and delightful. Uh, Feel free to follow us on social media. We're at Real Window on Twitter, on Instagram. Or you can send us a nice long email, real.window at gmail.com if you want to go into detail about why we're wrong about our assessment of back to teacher two or correct or anything in between and how you feel about this trilogy. Uh, Otherwise guys have an awesome, awesome rest of your week and we will catch you on Friday when we find out our next mystery movie.